from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another edition of our Treatment of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, God Gives Tools for Our Protection. And it's taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And it's for November the 27th, 2022, fall quarter, lesson number 13. Now, a little background information. Today's lesson is about the whole armor of God. It was an imagery that the Apostle Paul used to relay spiritual concepts to the people of Ephesus and for all of us who followed later. Now, everyone in the ancient world knew what a Roman soldier looked like and knew the kind of armament that they carried with them. And they had that imagery very firmly in their head. And so the Apostle Paul used that imagery to relay some very pertinent spiritual concepts. Okay? Now, the uh, he also said... In the book of Romans, Romans 13 and 12, the night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And there are other places in the New Testament where Paul used that imagery of military armament. Because we are fighting against the devil. Now, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, he relayed a story about Billy Sunday years ago, where Billy Sunday took a lot of heat because he would get up behind the pulpit and talk about how he was fighting with the devil and put it in very combative terms. But That's exactly what we're doing. We are resisting the devil. We are fighting with the devil. The devil is trying to do us in. And that is something that we need to be aware of, that this is a struggle. This is combat. We're being attacked, and we're executing counterattacks. And if you'll notice today, as we're talking about the whole armor of God, that some of this armory, armor is defensive and some of it is aggressive. Okay? And that's the way we have to conduct our combat against the forces of darkness. There's some of the armament is to protect us from their attack and some of the armament is for us to execute a counterattack. 
Okay? Ephesians 6, 10, and 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, I want to really underscore a couple of things in this these two verses. The first thing is, is that the devil is a schemer. He has plans. He has devices of deception. You know, Paul was talking to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 11, 14. He said, and no wonder for the even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So we see how that Satan goes about and pretends to be uh, something good, something beneficial, and sucks people in to his uh, wiles, to his devices. And also, too, like I had mentioned just a little while ago, the uh, it's important for us to really understand that this panoply of mechanisms that God gives us is both offensive and defensive. It's both. Okay? Ephesians 6 and 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, it's important for us to realize, and something that is really mind-boggling and mind-blowing when you think about it, is that Satan still has access to the heaven, into heaven. Uh, we know this from the book of Job. In Job 1, 6, and 7, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. And we know, too, how that the thing that Satan does in heaven is that he is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses all of us. He tries to bring us down. He points out all of our faults to God, to get God to where he will reject us. And Jesus is our defense attorney. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Okay? Ephesians 6 and 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, 
to stand firm. Now, a couple of things. First off, just like Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown pointed out, this is take up the whole army of God, not make up the whole armor of God. See, God has already made our armor. All we have to do is pick it up and put it on. We don't have to invent that armor. God has already created it. We just have to put it on. Now, this in the original Greek, the whole armor is panoplia in the original Greek. And it happens to be the same word that we Greek word that we get our English word panoply. And it means it was the Greek word for the entire armor, not just part of the armor, but everything in the armor. And that's what we need to be careful about is making sure that we're putting on the entire armor of God, not leaving anything out of our efforts to defend ourselves against the devil. Now, also, too, this having done all to stand firm. And it's important for us to understand exactly what that means. Now, uh, Brother Dake brings out the point that this is a military term. And what it really means is, is that after you have finished fighting and you have vanquished the enemy, you have withstood the attack, then you are to stand firm and ready yourself for the next round of the attack. I used to think incorrectly that this means that after you've been beat up and you've lost the battle to just try to stand your ground. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about after you've, after you've been given the victory by God's grace to stand there and wait for the next round of the battle. And that's what we need to be doing. Ephesians 6 and 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. We should guard the truth with everything in us. And there are things that come up that people can get confused about. There have been things that have been passed off as the truth. They're not the truth. Let me give you a good example. There is a, uh, a, a story told that NASA scientists came up missing a day when they were calculating the moon landing. 
And they came up missing a day, and they discovered the day by looking in the Old Testament to the battle where uh, where God held the sun stationary and also the other place where uh, Hezekiah, uh, the sundial was moved back. And supposedly these NASA scientists uh, used that to fix the calculations for the moon landing. And NASA has repeatedly been asked about this. And people with good intentions have been told that it's been put in church bulletins. It is completely and utterly false. And when we tell things like that, we are harming the cause of Christ. And I'm going to, in the notes on my website, I'm going to put a link to a fantastic article that explains all the mechanics of how this is wrong, that that, that, that folktale that's been told all these years, how it is incorrect. And I want you, if you've ever told that as the truth, I want you to go and look at it, read that article, and it's from the, uh, uh, the creation folks. I mean, they are good people. They're very honest people, they are very meticulous in the way that they research things. And we need to be very, very focused on making sure that if we say something, that it is the truth, that we're not just saying things just because it seems to be convenient or to try to prove a point. Okay? Now, also, too, um, the belt of truth. There was one of the things that that um, one of the commentaries brought out is that when a soldier had his belt removed, it was the ultimate uh, dishonor being done to a Roman soldier's when he had his belt removed. Don't let your belt get removed. Okay. Ephesians 6 and 15, and as your shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Have our feet shed with the gospel of peace. You know, the Bible says, as much as that is within you, Be at peace with everybody. Try to always be the peacemaker. Try to to always get along with folks. Now, there are times where you have to be confrontational over righteousness, but unless there is some kind of really good reason, do not get into arguments with people. Try to get along with everybody. You know, Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, 
who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. Now, there's another big dimension to this being feet shed with the gospel of peace. And that is the fact that is the peace, it's getting peace between the folks that are not living right and the righteous God. The gospel of peace is, is that we were once in enmity. We were in combat. We were in rebellion against God Almighty. And the gospel of peace was preached to us, and we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and we accepted the gospel of peace, and then peace reigned in our heart. Ephesians six sixteen. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The shield of faith. Believe God. Believe God will see you through. Do not let your heart be overcome with worry. You know, the apostle Peter said, 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, sinking one, some, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Ephesians 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Now, the pulpit commentary, this is what the pulpit commentary says about that particular verse. The glorious truth that we are saved, appropriated, rested on, rejoiced in, will protect even so vital a part of us as the head, will keep us from intellectual surrender and rationalistic doubt. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. You know, the devil can torment you. I'm not going to go into all the things that, that, the thing that was bothering me, but I had someone tell me one time something that, that really, uh, we'd had a catastrophe in our family, and they said something that was inappropriate, and had got me so tore up that I could not sleep the entire night. And I searched the scriptures and searched the scriptures and searched the scriptures until I got an answer from God in a particular verse. 
and everything was okay. And there are going to be times in our lives where that kind of thing happens, where we will be tormented by something. Satan will use something to torment us, and we will have to search till we find the verse to combat that. You know, the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 4 and 12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We need to be active Bible students. We need to turn to the word of God when things are bothering us. We need to seek the wisdom that is in the Bible and pray for God's spirit to lead us to the correct portion of the Bible. You don't need someone every single time to tell you what to believe. You've got your own Bible. You need to be studying the scriptures for yourself and discovering these things for yourself and to know these things in your own heart. There are going to be times where Donnie Bryce is going to be wrong. There are going to be times where your pastor is going to be wrong. There are going to be times when your superintendent is going to be wrong. The Bible is always right. And if you pray and seek God's face, he will lead you into truth. Okay? Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Now notice that this is not just talking about a little now now I lay me now down to sleep kind of prayer. This is praying in the spirit, praying from the heart, talking to God, having that personal relationship with God. Paul told the people of Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Pray at all times. Pray in the Spirit. Pray from the heart. Now, when I say pray in the spirit, that does not necessarily mean pray loud. That does not necessarily mean pound the floor when you pray. Now, there have been a lot of times where I've prayed loud. There have been times where I've been praying and start shouting for joy. There have been times where I've been praying and crying. There have been times where I've been praying and jumping up and down. But there's also been times where I've been praying where I was very quiet. 
And it was just as real and just as much in the spirit as the other times. You see, those expressions are the emotions and mood that we're in. It's not necessarily a measure of how spiritual we are. There's absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever with shouting for joy. There's nothing wrong with jumping up for joy. There's nothing wrong with dancing in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's sometimes that is a very, that's the kind of expression God wants us to have. But there's also times where it's not. Okay? Now, concluding thoughts. The big concluding thought that I want to leave us all with, myself included, is to use all the tools that God has given us to fight against the devil. Okay? Well, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend. You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.